in his name, the nations will put their hope in the name of Jesus. That name that means deliver the one who saves, the one who heals. Jesus, we can have hope in that name. Hey everyone, welcome back to Elevate Retake. My name is Kelvin, your host. Glad that you could be joining us for another episode. Starting a new series. Um, We had our episode last week that kind of kicked us off into the new year. Pastor Michael tried to put together the sermon series that we ended with last year and uh, the one that we're starting today. And so it was a great message. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that one and the retake episode for that as well. And uh, today I am not alone in studio. I have a, a very special uh, friend of mine that, uh, more like sister, I don't know, we'll, we'll kind of figure that out at some <laughs> point, but uh, I'm going to let her introduce herself and kind of what she does. This is her first time on the podcast, so welcome. We'll do a nice little intro here, so go for it. This is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Arabelle Metzger, and let's see, what about myself? I'm a Swallow alumni. I just graduated. Well, I guess last year. Wow, it's 2022. That's crazy. A whole um, new year. I know. It's really weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I'm a teacher, first and second grade. Oh, and, boy. Oh, yeah. But no, it's awesome. It's it's literally my dream job. I'm teaching Adventist school, so it's super awesome. And yeah, I mean, that's really all the important stuff. This is this is a first for you, right? On podcasts like ever? Yeah. I like yeah, I'm really excited. That's good. I, I'm excited for the conversation and like even the series is something that I really just am passionate about. So mm. I'm really excited. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll grab you for a couple more episodes here as we get rolling into the series. So we ask our guests a question um, that you have no idea it's coming, but that's the beauty of it because we get a raw, perfectly pure answer from every guest. Oh, no. So the question is this, Arabelle, what makes you who you are? Wow, that's like a deep question. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, I think a big one is my faith. Okay. I think finding identity, for, at least for me, finding identity has really been in just really diving deep into who God has made me to be mm. and just recognizing that he's my father. I'm his child. Nothing can change that. Hmm. And I think my family is a big factor of like who I am. Like my parents, like my sister, they've really kind of shaped who I am. So that's, yeah, I mean, I owe it all to them. I think I came out okay. I mean, I <laughs> I guess. think you did. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I, I, I always have to change my answer to this question because I'm here every week. And mm-hmm. so they, they usually turn it on me. Um to answer that and I one of the ones that I usually always say somehow some way you know outside of my identity in God and understanding that I'm a child I think my family as well yeah is just kind of huge when I can look back at whatever the last 24 or 25 years of my life and be like dang like family was kind of like shaping me the entire mm-hmm. way and it helps cuz we both understand having a, my, a massive family mm-hmm. you get a bunch of like <laughs> different ideas and angles of life and so um yeah all of them being 
God-loving family members too. I think has been. And man, they've seen you like when you were like middle school, going to that really weird stage. Yeah. They've seen you when you were like high school, and you thought you were all that. And then, I'm not just you, okay? I'm not talking about you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In general, right? Like yeah, our parents have know. seen. It. <laughs> Sorry, our parents have seen us like through everything. So it's like, man, yeah. they like they still love me. Like mm-hmm. after all those like weird stages mm-hmm. of life, like yeah, no family's like consistent. Yeah, that's the biggest blessing. Well, it's good. I think you gave a great answer. I, uh, um, I, I love when when people kind of have that already like thinking in their head. You know what? What makes me who, who I am? I think that's great. I think that kind of also kind of has to do with the series we're sort of we're about to jump into. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be kind of one of those questions that causes some things. But let me get to uh, to this first. When you heard the name of the series, we kind of were brainstorming around it how you know pastor michael threw out some names at us and he was like hey i'm thinking about doing the series and we were like absolutely it is much needed and mental Mm -hmm. health is something that everybody is struggling with um but i think more so our age and maybe younger from you know from our age to i don't know 18 25 16 25 in that gap is huge for a multitude of reasons that i'm sure pastor michael will get into and we can get even into that now but i was curious what you thought about you hear the name of the series, Hope Has a Name. Was mm. there something that came to your mind when you heard, oh, hey, I kind of I like that because of this? I mean, yeah, for sure. I, and, I, and I like about the title is it doesn't just like, Hope Has a Name, it's Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. It kind of leaves you with like a, Hope Has a Name? Like, yeah. you know, like, you know, like we kind of understand that it's referring to Jesus, but, you know, we might like say like, oh, duh, it's like Jesus, you know what I'm saying? But how many times do we actually like live that? Mm. Like believing that, you know, hope we can find that in Jesus. And especially in this like really hopeless kind of world that we live in where, especially now with like everything that's going on, like besides like the pandemic, which is a huge factor, it's like just in general, right? Like you're saying, especially like us kind of younger people we have different struggles and older people you know none are like less valid and stuff but yeah I think that's just like a reminder like we hope in someone who has a name that is not just any other name mm-hmm. it is a name of power it is a name that we can claim whenever we want and like the devil flees I feel like we forget that like even in just to say Jesus there is power in us just saying that, you know? So, yeah, no, I love the title. And I feel like it's needed, like you're saying. Like, we need this, like, now. And I'm sure I know our audience is kind of young. Or, like, we kind of reach, like, swallow students, too. Like, that's kind of, like, in our church. So I know that there's so many people that I know, even here at Swallow, who have just expressed to me this, like, man, like, I'm really going through it. So, I mean, whether you guys knew it or not, I feel like the Holy Spirit really has led for this topic. So. If you look at the, and I don't know if there's a way to possibly do this, but the the image that's behind the, the title, maybe if you follow us on Instagram, quick plug, Elevate Retake. <laughs> um, if you zoom into the picture, you can very see like a little man because it's like a picture of a cave that right. we put behind the name. And there's like a beam of light just coming down on this one little person. Hmm. And I thought it was really cool because in such a massive world, right? This massive cave that this person's in, um, there's there's always hope. Doesn't matter what, you know, and that kind of like th- that beam of light was really cool. So I, I agree. I think we forget sometimes just how powerful that that name is 
by itself. Yeah. Um, I'm always a proponent of of sending shivers down the devil's spine, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. when he hears that name, he has no choice but to, but, but to move and get out of the way, you know? Yes. And yeah. understanding that is like the basic, like the, the foundation of what this series is. I think Pastor Michael did a great job in the message of like, Jesus is the name we're talking about here. And that's going to be the foundation as to whatever else we get into when it comes to mental health or what the Bible has to say, the, 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 the rock, the, whatever is built on has to be Jesus at the end all, you know? Mm, Yeah. So we mentioned that mental health is a big thing today. And I kind of like that you're here because you're a teacher. So you kind of have maybe a little different perspective too, which I kind of like. So let me ask you this. I, I think a lot of maybe things that we deal with sometimes come from us being afraid to either reach out for help or afraid. I've said this for a long time. I think we're in a generation where like, we're afraid to ask questions mm-hmm. and we're afraid to reach out. Um, and I just kind of want to get your take on why do you think that is maybe now? What? Why is it that we find it so easy, I guess, to just hold everything inside? I mean, I think it's different for like every person, like every person, you know, probably has their reasons, whether that's, you know, you grew up in a family where you just didn't talk about stuff. Mm. You didn't express your feelings, you know, a lot of cultures, too, where culturally, you know, I know in Hispanic culture, it's a big thing of like, you have to be strong. Like, you know, what happens at home stays at home. Like, no one knows what's going You know what I mean? Like this kind of like yeah, you know, you're sad, but get over it, Uh you know, because we have to be strong and like, you know, and it's not wrong to say that like, hey, like, let's be strong people or like, you know, overcome things, you know, but I think when we invalidate that, that can cause like a lot of issues. You know, I think for other people, you know, there's this fear of like, what if I ask for help and, you know, I am invalidated, like, you know, I finally reach out to someone and then I don't get the response that I wanted mm. or they don't care, you know, um, or maybe they have before. And that has been what's happened, you know, and I think a lot of times there's even stigma in our church, you know, where it's very easy to say, like, well, just pray more yeah. <laughs> or, you know, well, if you came to church, you know, like if you got involved in ministry, you know, or like if you just gave your heart to the Lord fully, mm-hmm. then all those things would go away, like anxiety, depression, you know. And like when you hear that your whole life, like why would you want to reach out, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I think like that, you know, there's a lot of factors, but I think that it is this fear of like I'm not going to be heard. I'm not going to be accepted. Like no one's going to care, you know, or, you know, I'm not worth like even being heard, seen, you know, like all these things. I feel like it's a lot of that, man. And it's really sad. It is. Because I'm saying that and I I think of people in my in my life Mm. who I know think those things and me at some times, like at some points in my life where I've thought those things, too, you know. You know, he, he he talked about in the message the, the story of Jesus and 
<clears throat> how he was, you know, they had the discussion about the Sabbath and he healed on the Sabbath and, and the way that, that Jesus like interacted with people uh, to me is just amazing. I, I love the, uh, the one-on-one interactions that Jesus would always have with individuals. Cause I think those were different than when he was healing in front of a crowd or he had his, mm. you know, his three buddies, Peter, James, and John tagging along with him wherever he went. The moments when he would separate that person from wherever what's going on. Those to me were like huge, huge stories. Book of John, read the book of John. Yes. There's like 11, I think one-on-one interactions with, with Jesus. Anyway, what 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 do you love the most about how Jesus interacted with people? Because I think he not only, I think we forget that he, in healing someone, essentially healed their mind at the same time mm-hmm. because people that were sick for years or had been blind for years or couldn't walk, we forget on like the mental toll that that person might have been living with. Yeah. And so I kind of want to get your your opinion on what your kind of favorite Jesus maybe moment that you can think of um, that kind of applies to this. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many moments, like you're saying, like there's one-on-one interaction and like, even maybe in the stories where we kind of like, Oh, he did it on public or it was kind of like, we didn't really, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly like how the interaction was between both of them. Like there was always an interaction that was personal every time whether the bible like tells us in detail or not or spirit of prophecy tells us in detail or not there was always this like if you Mm. were that person like you know what i mean and so i mean i think about like the leper and i'm gonna be honest i know there was a lot of lepers that Jesus healed so i don't know which one it is or what book is in but jesus like oh no the leper asked jesus like you know like are you like willing to like heal me? Uh-huh. And Jesus is like, you know, I'm willing. Yeah. You know, and it's just, I feel like that's just really powerful. Mm. Like, and what I loved about Michael's sermon too is that he was, he kept saying this phrase of like, Jesus is the healer. Mm. And Jesus is so many things, but I think that specific phrase speaks just like volumes because we all have something in us that's broken. We all have something in us that is wounded. Whether that's like something from your childhood, even mm-hmm. if something small, we are all broken um, and hurting in some kind of way. You can be the most positive person, but I promise you there's something that's hurting you. And so we forget that Jesus has the power to, but he has like the willingness to. Yeah. Like he wants to. Like there's this desire of like in him to heal us, you know? And I think about like even just this like living an abundant life, right? Like Jesus says, like, you know, I want you to live a life like in abundance, you know? I feel like that speaks to like healing too, right? Like the mm-hmm. healing of the physical, mental, spiritual well being of a person. Like it is this whole restoration. And like the Bible and just the great controversy, like it's a whole story of redemption and restoration, you know? And like we can have that some kind of way like now and today and like christ wants that for us and so just when i think of that story i'm just like wow like jesus saying that to me like he's willing to heal me i think sometimes we don't believe it like we we're kind of like like lord like take me out of situation or like help me in like this distress i'm feeling like my anxiety my depression like lord just you know Mm. um and and i will say too that you know jesus is always present 
But I will say that we may not always feel it. And I don't have an answer to why that is. Because I bet there's so many people out there who have been depressed, suicidal, filled with anxiety, who have cried out and felt nothing. Hmm. But like that doesn't mean Jesus was not there. Hmm. That doesn't mean that he doesn't want to restore you. And again, like I don't have all the answers to that, but what I can say in confidence is that Jesus was still there yeah. and he's still here now, you know? And the healing doesn't always look like what we <laughs> want it to look sure. like. So anyways, again, a tangent. But No, I think it was perfect. The fact that he is willing, he, he's, he's not um, a God that just sits back and just kind of commands us from afar and and does his own, you know, kind of does his own thing. He's always willing to heal and to lead. Yeah, well, and I also want to point out that, like, you know, Jesus' mission, like, here on Earth, again, like, it was this whole, like, restoration. It wasn't just, like, oh, I'm going to heal, like, the lame. I'm mm. just going to, like, heal people, you know? It was, like, a lot more than that. And so, like, yeah, when I think of, like, that phrase, like, healer, I feel like, again, like, everyone has something they need to be healed from, I think. You know, in this case, like, a lot of people had been sick, and so Jesus is meeting their needs. And, like, like Ellen White talks a lot about, like, Christ's method alone, right? And mm. just the method of Jesus. He, he reached people where they were, and he reached them to their needs, you know? So if there was someone in need of, like, food, I mean, the 5,000, like, sure. man, he came through, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, or, um, you know, people were sick. You know, he, he was there ready to heal, like, huh. in that way. You know, um, but even, I mean, I think of the paralytic man, right? He comes through the roof. Mm. His friends bring him. And the first thing Jesus tells him is not, like, get up and walk, right? He yeah. tells him, like, your sins are forgiven. Like, that was the healing, the real healing that yeah. this man wanted and needed was this feeling of freedom you know so like you know i think that that's how christ and then of course we know he he heals him as well and like wow like what a blessing right but you know i think for a lot of us today and even in the bible times i mean i can think of so many stories because i've thought about this a lot in the old testament too where i'm just like wow like how could these bible characters not have had like mental health issues sure. or mental illness like, I think about Joseph. Talk about, like, the family trauma, generational trauma that Joseph, like, you know, had to endure. Like, it was a lot. Like, yeah. he had family issues, yeah. you know, that really did stick with him, like, forever. I mean, look at the resentment he had for his brothers when he did see them, right? So, I think about, like, Elijah. Like, him too. Like, and that's one of my favorite stories I think really shows, like, mental health. I know Pastor Soup's kind of mentioned it in, like, the golf cart, like, little talk. And he talked about Elijah a little bit, how, like, God, like, really met his needs. And, you know, like, Elijah was even depressed at one point, suicidal at one yeah. point. Yeah. Where he literally asked God, like, you know, like, he didn't want to live anymore. So even thinking about that, it's like, you know, like, today we can think about that and be like, you know, why wouldn't Jesus want to help in the healing process of mm. our mental health of course he wants to you know he wants to meet all of our needs you know and, and again he's willing to and also i just want to go back to like the story of elijah because i feel like that's really powerful too 
like thinking about like the story of, you know, where he's in that like dark place. This is after he runs from Jezebel, right? Right. Yeah. He's in that dark place. I mean, can you blame the man? Like he's been running for a long time. The drought happened and then, you know, like he stays with the lady with her son and then the son dies and yeah. he resurrects the son and he's still kind of on the run. And then anyways, and then like, you know, God wasn't in the earthquake. Uh-huh. He wasn't in the fire, but where was he? He's like in the still small voice, you know? And I feel like that's such a good reminder for us. Like even in the darkest moment, like God is still there, mm. you know? Um, even in like this really still way, like God is still present. And, you know, I feel like, and I'm not saying that cr- like just going to church is going to like heal your mental illness. You know, I'm not saying that. If you just prayed more, yeah. like all your problems would go away and like you would never have anxiety again. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying that because I think that we need to be very we need to be a process, I think, in the healing too and you know, help making sure people get to professionals and like I'm also a really big advocate for medication if you need it as well. Absolutely. You know, like th- those are things that are so important. But like Michael said too in his sermon, he's like, take Jesus with you. Someone's listening right now, maybe, on both sides. They've had someone come to them for help, or maybe they're the ones that are struggling with something. It could be a small mental issue, it could be a huge mental issue. I guess maybe from your personal life, what has helped you kind of maybe deal with things that we all kind of go through mentally? And I guess that's the first part for the person that's that's dealing with it. I guess I like haven't shared a lot of like my kind of mental health journey with a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people don't even know. And a lot of people probably listening probably don't know me, but if you do know me, like I've kind of always been that person who's like super active in church. Like I'm perceived I think as a very like happy, like extroverted person, like you know, just kind of like I I'm always doing something, sure, right? And so, um, I think, especially for a lot of extroverts, I think sometimes it's hard for people to even realize that they could be going through like depression or like anxiety and stuff. Um, so, like two years ago, I was like in a really like not good place, and I almost didn't even realize how dark of a place I was because I think I had just kind of been there for so long like I knew something was like I wasn't being myself Mm -hmm. but I don't think I really realized that it was like maybe I should get help until I actually talked to April nice you guys know April absolutely she really like walked me through a lot of that and Mm. she was finally kind of the person who finally made me realize like hey maybe I should like get some help and it was even through a conversation I didn't even know I would be kind of sharing what I was experiencing, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think what she did for me was allow me to feel and to just say what I was feeling and going through. And she created a space for me to feel safe and mm-hmm. heard and seen. So now, how, like, how do you, since you've, I guess, had some things that 
have helped you, what would you give advice to someone that has someone like a friend come up to them and they don't know like how to handle that? Yeah. Well, the first thing is, is listen more and talk less, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, Don't feel like you need to give advice or you need to have the answers or you even need to say something. Mm, I like that. Um, Because it's really important that that person is in a space where they feel like they can talk, Mm. you know, and they can actually talk to you and like open up. And, you know, I think that and second of all is just being validating and be like, what you feel like is real, you know? Yeah. Like what you're feeling is real. Like I see that you're hurting. Uh-huh. I, you know, I understand how hard it is for you. Or no, don't even say I understand. Say I like it must be so hard for you, you know? Because I think we say we say like, oh, like, you know, you really can't imagine, right? You say like, I can't imagine how it's like. <laughs> no, really. Like for some people, like probably can't. Uh-huh. And so I think just really doing that, like listening, validating, telling them like that they're loved. You know, and sometimes, you know, in that moment, it might not be the moment to say, I think you need therapy. You know yeah. what I mean? It might not be the moment to be like, you need to get some help. You know what I mean? In that moment, I think sometimes we just have to be like Jesus. We need to show love. We need to show empathy. We need to make people feel like they're seen. Give them compassion. Like affirm them. Mm-hmm. Do those things first. And if you have a real connection with someone in that way and they know that you're sincere, you know, you're not just, like, trying to be, like, the good Christian friend, you know, like, you actually care for them, you know, with that relationship, then I feel like can come the encouragement of, like, I'll go with you. Mm. Let me help you find someone. Like, what can we do to help you out of this, you know? Um, I think that if I would have had maybe some more people like that, I could have gotten help sooner, and I could have, you know, started that healing process sooner. Um, and so for anyone out there, just do those things. Like, just listen, validate, like, just love a person, mm. you know. And with that will come all the rest. And pray about it, too. Like, God will give you the words, the wisdom on, like, what to do in those moments, you know. I think uh, I think it's really cool because Jesus always, in his in his interactions with people that needed him the most, we we have them documented that they're talking yeah which means that jesus was listening wow he wasn't just like oh hey you got a broken hand here let me just go to the next one you're healed and he would just move on um there's documentation of these people having conversations with jesus and telling them what was wrong and he sat there or stood there was listening and then he knew at that point okay now I need to know. Now I know what I can do for this person. He knows, and he knows what's best, and he's always willing. Arabelle, thanks so much for being here. I think this was a fantastic start to the series. Um, I appreciate your insight. Yeah, I'm glad. And all the here. things you had to so say. Fun. Your first podcasting experience was great. Yeah, that's good. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. We will catch you next week. Of course, stay tuned for the message episode and for the retake episode. And um, again, share with a family member or a friend if it changed you, if it impacted you. You don't know who you could be changing at the same time. I'm going to end with some words that Pastor Michael said. He said, there's power in the name of Jesus. There is healing. The healing of Jesus is for everyone. 
and it is for the tenderest of broken souls. Hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. My name is Kelvin. This has been Elevate Retake. We'll see you next time. Remember, there's always room for one more.